Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Power Up in Game. Presented by TheNerdStash.com. I am your host, Michael, and joining with me as always is my main man, Taylor. Taylor, other than that introduction, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you doing? Uh, well, as you and I spoke before, uh, the day before we recorded this, not too good. My Cowboys, uh... Yeah, they didn't do too hot, and I know you weren't having a good weekend either because of the Dolphins. Yeah, it's been a bad week for us in terms yeah. of NFL football. And honestly, for everybody for NFL football, because this week, <laughs> yeah. we're recording this on Monday night, so there's still a game and a half left to go of Wild Card Weekend. But so far, there's been one good game. The rest have been what I would classify as trash. So hopefully next week is better for football. Yeah, this, this, it, it wasn't. It was a great start to the weekend. Uh, for playoff games, it's been blot to blot to blowout, and then we did have a good game with the Lions and the Rams, so that was pretty cool. Um, actually, while we're recording this, I'm actually watching the Pittsburgh Steelers and Buffalo Bills game on my phone, because so, I'm a super <laughs> professional like that. You can also multitask. I was supposed to say, you know, we've done that before on this show. Uh, yeah, it was the Call of Duty. You played Warzone while we were talking about yeah. the new Warzone, <laughs> which I thought was a very good idea. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to also make a joke like, oh, yeah, let's stop talking about football because we got to talk about video games. But let's be real. Like, there's a crossover there with football, oh, yeah. and with sports in general and video gamers. And it's not as like, oh, you're either a jock or a nerd. It's no it's no yeah. longer just you're one or the other. Like everybody's starting to blend together, which I think is a great thing. So let's stop talking about football though, because we got a lot of video game news to talk about today. Yes. Believe it or not, uh Madden is not part of our topics for today. So instead, let's talk about what's on our docket. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League as it's only a few weeks away from release. So we're gonna talk about how we're feeling about the game right now along with some news regarding the long-standing rumor that Rocksteady was originally working on a Superman game. Also, a recent job listing, listing at Ripple Effect suggests that the next Battlefield game will go back to its destructible roots. And, as for our main topic, we got our first major gaming showcase of the year with Xbox Developer Direct. So let's talk about it. Let's do that. And real quick, we just want to say that you can find sources for all the topics we're going over today down in the description of this episode. We do that to give out proper credit, and if anyone wants to read further about the topics we cover. Also, it's important to note that you should take rumors or reports that we cover with a grain of salt until they are officially confirmed or denied. Of course, some reports and rumors will be more reliable but nothing is 100% in the gaming industry until it is properly announced. And sometimes, even then, it might get canned in the future. With that disclaimer out of the way, here is our main topic of the week. Michael, you mind taking over? Oh, no problem. We are going to be talking about the Xbox Developer Direct, which is set for January 18th. So here is a quick excerpt on what we can expect from the showcase courtesy of an Xbox Wire post talking about the announcement. Quote, Presented by the game creators themselves, Developers Direct offers an in-depth look at upcoming titles, how they're being created, and who's creating them. 
will visit Machine Games in Sweden to check in on their Indiana Jones game. Swing by Obsidian's Irvin offices, I'll screw that up, to see more about Avowed. Head to Oxide Games' Maryland home to learn about Ra, History Untold, and take a trip to Cambridge, England to see Senua Saga Hellblade 2 from Ninja Theory. Please note that while this show won't have updates on games from Activision Blizzard, you can look forward to news from those teams later this year. The show will be a celebration of just a selection of our slate of upcoming games from Xbox. It's also another part of our commitment to consistently bringing Xbox players can't miss experiences. 2024 kicked off with a bang for Game Pass members, and you can expect that lineup to include more incredible games from Xbox and our partners as the year goes on. End quote. For more on what you can expect from the showcase, please check out Danish Talif's, I hope I said that name right, uh, right up over at the Nerd Stash. We'll leave a link to that along with all our sources in the description of this episode. Taylor, it seems like we might be looking pretty dumb for our reservations about Avowed releasing this year, especially myself, because I did not believe that was going to happen. But anyway, how excited are you for this developer's direct? Dude, I'm really excited for this developer direct. And the main two reasons are Avowed and the Indiana Jones game, which by all accounts, based on the information we have here, we're going to get some gameplay, is probably closer to release than we thought. And that's very interesting. So I'm curious to see... How close to release are we with Indiana Jones and what the game looks like? And again, we're going to get gameplay, which is going to be freaking awesome. And with Avowed, very curious to see what they end up showing. And if we end up seeing a release date that reflects that they're still committed to the game dropping this year. Yeah, um, I'm actually excited for Sunua Saga, uh, Hellblade 2, and Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. I'm still. I'm I'm still very critical avowed. Like, okay, it's coming up to 2024. That's cool, but you know, I'm just I don't know, I'm not sold on avowed just yet. Uh, cause I don't want it to be Skyrim. That's not Skyrim. You know, I don't want it to be Elder Scrolls. I want it to be its own thing. But I don't know much about Ara History Untold. I've seen tweets from the uh developers themselves. Uh it's a 4X strategy game. Uh, so, like, I'm not huge into 4Xs, but I do tend to enjoy them from time to time. Uh, so, I'm interested in seeing what they can do with that. That'll hopefully uh, interest me because that's definitely a game I'd play on PC. So, for me, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm like half and half. Like like you, with Ian Jones and Avowed, I'm kind of half and half. Uh, for me, it's a new and a raw. But uh, I was really hoping this developer director to be a little bigger. I didn't expect anything about Activision Blizzard games. Like I didn't really care about that. I know that's something that's going to take about another year or so to get the uh, wheel going, uh, to get it rolling. But I was really hoping we get a little more than just uh, two games we already knew of, a Sunua Saga and Avowed. Uh, the Anna Jones game is actually pretty cool. And Arad doesn't really seem like a big title. It doesn't seem like a flagship title, but maybe there's something I'm missing there. Yeah, I think they did something similar last year. Was last year the Minecraft Legends developer direct where they showed that and a few other games? I can't remember anything else they showed for some reason. 
on last year's developer direct because it was well no because because we were all waiting for more information on starfield at the time yeah and starfield had its own thing going so i think <laughs> i think it kind of overshadowed it to where we're just like oh well well cool what yeah you guys it was got? basically like but show us starfield like that's the main event yeah so i think this year's developer direct not only do i think it has a better lineup the show but i think it doesn't have something along the lines of starfield to where people are going to be going yeah but what about this like we want to see more of that like indiana jones i think that's something nobody fully like everybody knew it was still in development and everything but once xbox you know said hey we're going to show it at the developer direct now i think it's at the top of a lot of people's lists of oh let's see what you got here Let's see what Xbox has with the Indiana Jones game. At first, was more like we'll see it whenever we see it. Now it is an anticipated game. If that makes sense. No, yeah, because one, we don't even know the name. It's not going to be Indiana Jones. It's just that's the. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be the game. Indiana Jones game. That's the name. The Indiana Jones game. Indiana Jones, the video game. Yeah. Uh, and we're also interested in seeing like it, what timeline does it take in the world of Indiana Jones. Um. Is it going to be young Indiana Jones, like the TV show, The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones? Or is it going to be like the older, more uh, experienced Harrison Ford Indiana Jones? Are they going to do their own thing? It's going to be like an alternate universe to where uh, certain movies didn't happen or they haven't happened yet. Like, we don't know anything about this game, like, at all. Uh, but I don't know if... You know, you're right. I don't know if this would be something that people would see as a flagship game, but I do think Indiana Jones is going to be the game that everybody is going to be looking at uh, because we saw Sanua Saga um, during the Game Awards, and that was awesome. So I don't. So I think with this one, we're just going to wait for a confirmed date for Sanua Saga. And avowed, for that matter, as well. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and avowed. Again, I wasn't excited for avowed, but yeah, you're right. And and avowed. Um, wasn't it on your most anticipated like things you're you were wanting to see in 2024? I wanted to see it. Time? Yes. Well, I said that because I was hoping like I would be wrong and it would actually drop okay. in 2024. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like I was hoping I was wrong about yeah. Um, but but yeah, uh, watch they just shadow drop Ian Jones. It's like bam, it's on Game Pass right now. It's like whoa, hold on, you guys. I highly doubt that's no, that, no, I highly doubt that. that's the shadow drop. That'd be crazy <laughs> yeah, no, though, if they do have a shadow drop here. Yeah, that was they uh, should this, not do that. Didn't they do that with Hi Fi Rush during a developer direct? Yeah, I do think we're getting a shadow drop of something. They did. They did it with another game too. I forgot what game they they've done it twice already. I'm pretty sure they've done it twice. Uh, but Hi-Fi Rush was the one that everybody was like, "Oh snaps, this is actually pretty fun." So now everybody's yeah. like, "When are you guys going to do it again? When, when are we going to get another uh, Hi-Fi Rush surprise?" I like, think they're uh, doing it again. I'd be willing so? to predict it. I I'm writing it down. I'm saying it into a microphone. I'm putting it out there. I think they're going to do it again. Man, it'd be interesting to see like if it's going to be a new IP again. Or if they're gonna be like, guess what? Bam! Remember this old game? Because uh, I think it was a couple last month. Microsoft started talking about going back to their old back catalogs and bring some of their old games back, or at least looking at the old IPs that they have. Uh, so 
I don't know. They could do something like that. They, they could they could find like one of their old obscure games like Whack, which I really loved, or Fusion Frenzy, a party game, and be like, bam, we're shadow dropping a free to play version of uh, Fusion Frenzy that you guys can play with friends. Be like, oh, snaps, we got a multiplayer of an old game that everybody, that nobody who didn't have the original Xbox remembers. Uh, so that would it would be interesting. But I, I also kind of hope that Microsoft doesn't do that i don't want xbox to have a shadow drop like every direct that they have or if they do they do it once a year you think they can do that have all their like smaller games shadow drop once a year i think they could pull it off as long as hmm. unless it's a small game yeah i think it depends on the scale of the game because if it's a bigger scaled game and there's a lot of publicity around it i'm not sure you could hold off on Showing a whole lot and then one day just being like, all right, we're shadow dropping it. Here you go. It's just, I would assume it would get leaked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying that like, oh yeah, it's going to be Indiana Jones. There's no chance in hell that's happening. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I was just, oh yeah, I was, I was joking around. Yeah. I would think it would be really hard to pull that off, but I think with smaller scale games, you could definitely release one, maybe not every year. But I think off of the success of Hi-Fi Rush, I would imagine Xbox is like, can we repeat that and try to do it again this year? Um, But talking about Indiana Jones one last time here, we're going to get gameplay. And I know you said that this game is not going to be the flagship game for Xbox. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I think it's one of those things to where, like I was saying earlier, I think it wasn't on a lot of people's radars because there wasn't a lot of talk about it. Now that we're going to get something from it, I do wonder potentially how high this game can scale up people's boards of most anticipated games of the year or maybe next year, whenever the release date would be. Yeah, I just I I want dates. That's what I want for these games. Uh, yeah, I, I, I gameplay is cool and all, but like, I kind of want like and not even a summer twenty twenty four. Like, give me a solid date. Give me like a March, August, September date for these games. What's funny is the date can always change, but yeah. I think the reason why I agree with you, I, I gameplay is more important to me. Seeing the gameplay of yeah, Avowed yeah. and Indiana Jones in particular, and uh, Senua's Sacrifice. I think I got that name wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, Hellblade That's 2. That's a new saga. Hellblade 2. <laughs> yeah, Hellblade 2. Sorry. Um, but with the release date, I think Xbox has been very vague about when these games are coming out. I Which would like to be. see them not... Because it's hard to say lock it in because obviously yeah, it's yeah. always changing and always moving. But lock something in so we know when around like a window to expect. I know I'm just fumbling my words here, but hopefully you guys know what I mean. Well, yeah, because the thing like, in this industry, you can have a date. I mean, how many games did we have last year that had solid dates that just kept getting pushed back two or three times? Like, it happens all the time in this industry. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, like, it's hard to lock in a date. It is, But yeah. give us something more specific than 2024. Give us more than just a year. <laughs> yeah give, give me say march 2024 like we're like we're targeting august 24 i don't want winter 2024 summer fall or spring no give me like a date 
Yeah, I think we're both kind of on the same page here. We're both wanting more specific release windows. Yeah. And also with gameplay with most of these games. Yeah, but you know what's never going to get gameplay? A Superman game, which is exactly what we're going to talk about next. With Rocksteady was never developing a Superman game. This is super important to talk about. We are only a few weeks away from the release of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. A game that, regardless of its reception at release, will be the talk of the game industry upon its release and most likely for weeks on end afterwards. Nonetheless, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League isn't the game most people expected to see from the studio that created the Arkham franchise. Instead, people thought Rocksteady would continue their franchise following Arkham Knight, either with Bruce picking up the mantle again or possibly someone else taking over for him, or possibly even continue to flesh out the Arkham universe by creating a game focused on another iconic DC hero. More specifically, Superman. For years, it's been rumored that Rocksteady wanted to make a Superman game, but Warner Brothers told them to make the live service multiplayer focused Suicide Squad game instead. According to Bloomberg, we can finally put that rumor to rest. In a lengthy report, Bloomberg's Jason Schick Schreier, oh my goodness, I almost messed that up, had this to say in regards to the Rocksteady Superman game rumor. Quote, Rocksteady never pitched or worked on a Superman game, according to people familiar with the company's strategy over the last decade. Following the release of Arkham Knight in 2015, the studio began working on a Batman VR game and then an unannounced multiplayer game set in an original franchise, which has not been previously reported. At the end of 2016, a Suicide Squad game at the Warner Bros. Studios in Montreal was canceled. And the property was subsequently, subsequently given to Rocksteady, which began working on the current iteration in 2017. End quote. Hey, man, you got there. I got there. I, got I did. There. I eventually got there. <laughs> I thought that was good, man. I appreciate it. Schreier went on to talk about where the rumor seemingly began, saying, quote, The Superman rumor appears to have originated from a user on X, formerly Twitter, of course it was named James Sigfield, who told me over direct messages that he had in fact been mistaken. I corrected it in a later tweet, but it never caught on, he said. The person that gave me the info got the studios mixed up, end quote. In other Suicide Squad Killer Justice League news and a recent issue of Play Magazine via Games Radar, product director Darius said, oh my goodness, Darius, I'm sorry, I'm not going to try, I'm not going to put you that last name. Darius Sedahin? You know what, your guess is as good as mine, and I'm sure your pronunciation is much better than what I had. Uh, but this is what the product director had to say. Quote, it's still full of DNA that infuses the Batman Arkham series. Those foundations of story and characters are absolutely central to our process. End quote. Uh, Darius also continued with, quote, story-wise, this is easily our biggest game. End quote. Whew, we made it through that one, Taylor. So are you surprised that the internet, including us to be fair, took a rumor like this and ran with it for as long as we did? And how are you feeling about Suicide Squad Could Have Just Released right now with it being only a few weeks away from release? First off, I like how you're reading all that out. And you're talking about a quote from the Bloomberg article where the rumor originated. And you yeah. couldn't help but add, of course, 
after you talked about <laughs> the rumor started on Twitter. <laughs> you yeah. couldn't help but add that. Just because, honestly, just that's out. where... I'm sure that's what everybody said when they read that. It <laughs> was like, of yeah. course it started on Twitter. Where else would it start? I'm not that surprised, and I'm not going to sit here and act like we're the smart people who are better than everybody else because, oh, yeah, we didn't believe that. Because, no, we did. We talked on this podcast making fun of, like, oh, yeah, it looks like Rocksteady wanted to make a Superman game. Look how good Metropolis looks in the Suicide Squad game. Uh, it seems like they just made the map and then they added Suicide Squad in here instead of Superman. Like, we added that, we had those jokes. So, we're not immune to criticism for running with a rumor. Yeah. But to talk about Suicide Squad a little bit more here, there has been some stuff. Uh, around the game the past few weeks. I know IGN had their big preview for it. That oh my, have, have you have you seen the preview? What we're it, talking about? I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot of the reaction to it has been pretty crazy across the board. So, so yeah, you remember when uh, Cuphead came out and people made fun of the journalist that had a hard time getting past the tutorial? Was that Jeff Grubb or did Jeff Grubb just know the person? I think I don't know the person. I don't think it, yeah, it's I don't, I don't, it's a tangent so. that I don't feel like we should go down because that's gonna be in our ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're not doing that. No, I'm saying like if you remember that, that's pretty much how the IGN preview kind of feels because everybody is just flat out dunking on it to the point to where even WB was like, "Yeah, this isn't fair," and they lifted the NDA that they put on all the players that played the alpha, and people have been praising it. It's like, yeah, I played. Uh, the alpha, the closed, the closed alpha, and like it was a blast, and yeah, they're they're on complete uh damage control right now. Seeing how a lot of the professional, um, oh, why did I say it like that? The professional outlets did not like the game. Yeah, like I'm not part of that. Like <laughs> you also said it like really it was stupid. so classy, like it was this right holier than thou thing. You're like these professionals <laughs> out there. These professionals. No, like I don't know why it came out that way. Um, but the the way the professional outlets are are making it sound like like yeah, this isn't the game you're gonna want to play. But with the NDA lifted, the players who've played it have been most of them, not all of them, but most of them has been enjoying it. So it's like, oh man, a poor Suicide Squad. Like it, it, they're just caught between a rock and a hard place. And it's it's such it's so weird uh, leading up to the release date. Let's be real. We're not going to know, like, if this game's good or not until the game comes out for the general public. Yeah. We're just not. It's one of those games. Like, it, it's even why I added that last little part in the blurb talking about how much story's in the game. And I'm like, okay. Maybe there is a lot of story in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, more than the Arkham franchise. Or more than the Arkham games. I don't have the exact wording right in front of me. But I want to see it first. You know what I mean? Like I don't trust what yeah. everybody's saying right now. Like It's all over the place. It's one of those things that the discussion is all over the place from this game is trash to, you know what, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would, to this game's amazing yeah. and you can have no criticism. It's it's just it's so varied that we're just gonna have to wait till the game comes out and we all see it for ourselves, you know. 
Yeah, because apparently they took out the uh well one of the during the delay one of the things that uh Rock Rocksteady worked on was retooling or even removing that whole gun stat thing that we saw before. Uh, I think now they're just allowing you to have guns with effects on them. So that's going to be kind of cool because you and I, that was one of our complaints uh, was that it didn't feel right in the world of, uh, of Suicide Squad, Killer Justice League to have these guns where you might have one bullet damage more than, <laughs> with the same, than you have with the same modeled gun. It's like, that was kind of weird. But apparently they've retooled it to the point to where it's all about what effects the guns have. So that should make the guns feel more varied, at least. Yeah. How much of that is true, I don't know yet. Yeah, see, that's the thing. And with every game, I think you can say, yeah, it doesn't matter until the game comes out. But with a lot of games, though, we see enough to where we can go, oh yeah, I'm buying this game, or I'm staying clear of this game. With Suicide Squad, it's so many mixed signals for me. Yeah, I know I had it as one of my most least anticipated games in our episode a few weeks back, but still there's a few things that I'm like, man, that might be an interesting concept there. I wonder how they execute it. It's still rock steady, you know? the developer that brought you some of the best superhero games and action games of all time. So, surely they could pull something off here. But then you see some of the other stuff like the live service, and really the base concept to kill the Justice League just doesn't vibe with me. So, it's just it's so many mixed signals that for me, like, in comparison, I know, uh, uh, just Red Dead Redemption 2, let's go with that. Red Dead Redemption ah, 2, I saw so much of that game that I was sold. I, I'm not saying I yeah. was going to love it regardless, but I was sold on getting the game. And I knew stuff going in, not story-wise, but just gameplay of what to expect, that I was like, alright, I know the quality that I should expect. Honestly, I don't know what to expect from Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, and that's both a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, you know, the only thing I can think of is, are we going to get, like, a Destiny kind of grind fest where the raids and stuff are kind of fun, especially with friends? Or are we going to get more, like, the division? What was The division, yeah. Or are we going to get more, like, division where it's just a grind fest for slightly better guns? Uh, that was my thing. Yeah. And that's a lot of what we've seen gameplay-wise. But what, yeah. that's why I was saying, like, I don't know what to expect quality-wise because... I might right. go into, I'm not say I'm so not sure whether or not I'm going to buy it, but I might go into watching gameplay and the story of Suicide Squad, because I'm on defense about it, and watch it and be like, oh man, I was expecting it to be so grindy and horrible, it looks really fun. And they didn't really showcase that in the trailers, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I mean by, I think- I'm not sure what to expect quality-wise. And, you know, I think that's one of the biggest problems with uh, Suicide Squad Killer Justice League is that it's hard to... It's one of those games where playing is believing. It's not just seeing. You have to play it to be like, okay, this is actually pretty good. Uh, and it's because of the gameplay loop that they have. I think the problem is it's not fun to watch. Like, I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see how this is fun. But at the same time, like, I can see this getting boring really quick. Uh, and then, especially since I found out that there are site missions and I think even missions to get to missions where 
you do one of those things like in um like an anthem where it's stand in one spot uh cover this spot make sure enemies don't get to this spot or go to this area pick up this mini of this object and then return it here it's like oh i hate those kind of gameplay loops but it, it, depending on how the gameplay feels i might be able to forgive it and be like yeah, this is actually kind of fun i don't mind doing this especially if it's uh if it's a an optional side mission kind of thing. And I think that's the biggest problem with uh, Killer Justice League. It's not fun to look at, but it does seem like a game that's fun to play. Yeah, I think it might be a good way to put it. But again, it's going to depend on whenever the game actually releases. So we have all this hoopla around like the IGN preview and now the NDA being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Lifted. It'd be lifted. Yeah. Uh, so... It's just going to be a thing where, unlike a lot of the big-name games to where we can go in with these, like, okay, here's what I'm expecting from the gameplay. I'm expecting to have a bad time, expecting to have a good time. Where I think this is one of those times where you're going into a game, and you're like, I don't fucking know. I'm just going to see what happens. Taylor, I do have one more question for Killer Justice League for you. What's that? Do you think this is a game, like other WB games, where you just wait? To see what kind of post-launch uh, deal they they have for it, the like post-launch DLC for it, or do you think that this is something that you should just wait until it eventually does release on Game Pass? Uh, see, for me, I've always gotten at least the Rock City games immediately upon right. release. I've gotten I got Asylum, I got City and Night all at release. Mm. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. And Origins, for that matter. I know that wasn't Rocksteady, that was Montreal, but um, yeah, I was dead set on all those. Gotham Knights I got on sale, so uh-huh. I'm I'm probably not the right guy to ask that question to, but... Yeah. I mean, me personally, I was, I'm the same way as you. Uh, I bought the Arkham games day one, um, except for uh, Origins. I still haven't played Origins, but I heard that's actually an underrated game. Uh, underappreciated so one day i'll try that out uh and i did not get arkham knight until uh i'm sorry gotham knight that's what it's called right gotham knight yeah uh i didn't get that until it hit game pass and i played it for a few hours and i was like oh my god i'm glad i didn't buy this and it makes me wonder is this going to be what wb live service games going to be like like if it's just going to be a boring open world grind fest and I blame Ubisoft for popularizing it with their Far Cry, or their Far Cry series and doing so good and being so good at it. Uh, so I'm 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 hoping that Suicide Squad Killer Justice League does not fall into the same trap as Gotham Knight. Agreed. Yeah, but with that said, you know what else I'm hoping for? What are you hoping for? I'm hoping for a far better Battlefield game than what we had with 2042. Oh man, you and a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least the Battlefield twenty forty two at launch. Uh, yeah, at launch. But the problem is, oh man, you know we'll talk about that when we get into uh, our story. Because man, Taylor, I do love me a good Battlefield game. But the next Battlefield game should be returning to its destructive roots, according to a recent job listing for a video FX director role at Ripple Effects, which was first spotted by. Tech for Gamers, the studio is looking for someone to help, quote, create the most realistic and exciting destruction effects in the industry, end quote. If you don't know, Ripple Effect, formerly DICE LA, is one of the studios working on the Battlefield franchise. 
Destructibility has been one of the more appalled, I'm sorry, applauded parts of the Battlefield franchise for a long time. The opposite of appalled. Uh, Yeah, the complete opposite. (laughs) Well, when EA and DICE decided to actually focus on it, at the very least. You want to redo that when you can. No, no, we're good. Let's just roll with that. Uh, I destroyed that sentence just as much as I wish that EA would stop destroying Battlefield. So we kind of talked about this in our last episode. And although there isn't a whole lot to go on here, it's an interesting question to bring up. Taylor, do you think EA is taking Battlefield back to its structural roots with a future installment? This is, like you said, it's not a whole lot to go on. So we're just purely speculating here on what really we think they'll do or we want them to do. I don't know how much they're going to go into destructibility in the next game, but man, I think it'd be the right call if they went all in on it. That's all I'm saying. I think if they went all in on destructibility, like some of these games like the finals and battle bit games that we talked about last week, I think it was last week. Um, it would do the franchise a lot of good. It would give that feeling that the franchise is going to go back to its roots. Yeah, I, uh, man, I hate to say this, but I take that with a massive grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, because remember, before 2042 came out, uh, don't forget EA was like, oh man, it's, it's, it's not going to be like Battlefield 1. It's, it's going to go back to the roots. It's going to be the game that uh, Battlefield fans love, and yada yada. It's a big improvement. It's a love letter to fans. It's like, oh, okay, cool. And then the game comes out, you're like, this is, this is your love letter? This is a hate crime. Like, wow. Why would you do this? Uh, so I'm, I'm, it's one of those games that I wait until we see gameplay for uh, because I do not trust any pre-rendered trailer. Remember remember how cool uh, Battlefield 1's pre-rendered tra- trailer looks? It's like, man, that's going to be awesome. No, in fact, remember how cool 2042 was supposed to be with uh, the weather effects? When it showed the tornadoes destroying stuff? It's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a whole new level of destruction. It's going to be awesome. And then you get in the game, and even to this day, the tornado is just like a gust of wind. It doesn't really affect anything. Uh, so I'm going to take it a grain of salt when they're like, oh, yeah, we're going back to the roots. We're going to make it the most destructive, the most ruthless and destructive thing in the industry. It's like, well, you got the engine for it, obviously. Uh, but with the way Unreal Engine and some of these other small developers, like you, you even said, Battlebit, the way some of these other smaller games are doing, Ah, uh, the finals came out and showed how to do destruction. I don't know. You, you, it's a tall order to uh, talk about the most realistic and, dis- and exciting destruction uh, in the industry. You, it's a tall order. It is, but I think it's a case. I think you said it perfectly when you went like they have the resources. They can pull this off. They can have exactly what it says here in this job description here create the most realistic and exciting destructive effects in the industry they could do that that's not hyperbole like they can for real do that it just depends on the execution and if ea is willing to follow through on it and let the developers follow through on it i think it's something players want and it's not the end all be all to a battlefield game a lot of it is the gunplay. A lot of it is the squad-based combat, too. But I think a lot of it is oh, yeah. that, you know, destructibility to where you could destroy these buildings and maybe you can create a strategy off of that. Like, I'm looking at a game like the finals right now, and there's a lot of strategy behind 
oh man, I'm going to take out this wall and kill these players and take their loot, basically. And I want to see that implemented in Battlefield. Like, how can you do that? Yeah. I feel like there's a way you could do it and do it very well. So hopefully Riffle Effect and EA are looking at that right now and not ignoring the success from the finals and Battlebit for that matter. I don't know. I think with Ripple Effect, uh, I think because they don't have the same uh, bit of criticism coming to them as DICE uh, main studio, that they w- will have the drive to be like, like, oh yeah, we're going to we're going we're going to make the best Battlefield game. Like, we're going to become the studios that ever be like, oh, let them take over uh, for Battlefield. You know, they don't want to be the sledgehammer of the dice team, and no, and and no, no shade at sledgehammer. Uh, even though feels like shade I mean, at sledgehammer. War- yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm an Infinity Ward fan. Uh, but after finding out what Infinity Ward did to sledgehammer, that led to Modern Warfare Three. Hey, I get it. You guys want to do something cool? You didn't get that chance. Hopefully, Ripple Effect will have that chance to where they really want to show out. Uh, because to have a open role to create the most realistic and exciting destruction in the industry, hopefully it's not just smoke being blown up all of our rears. Hopefully they actually mean it because they want to prove themselves as not just some B team or whatever. They want to be the DICE team again. They want to be DICE LA again. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited, though. I can't wait to see what they end up doing with Battlefield in the future. I'm not excited, but I am anticipating to be like, okay, cool. Uh, two more years before we get to see what this next Battlefield game is about. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows when they end up releasing it? Because it's a thing where 2042 has had success and has gotten, in my opinion, a respectable player base after really just falling flat on its face at launch. But it really just depends on how EA sees 2042 right now do they see it as something that they can keep making content for and we're not done with it yet get more out of it or is it a thing like ea is going nope we got everything we could from it we made something out of it at least we're moving on because if they're moving on i think we could be seeing it sooner the next battlefield game true yeah because if anything that's at least i will give ea and dice credit for that. They they show support for their Battlefield games in the long run. So, except for one, I think Battlefield One, they kind of dropped uh, support for that rather quickly. I think One got some good support. Did I would it? say okay. with all their recent games too. I think Five had less support to me than One. Oh, but okay. even with that, you I'm look at Battlefield Four and Hardline and Hardline and Battlefield One. There's even. If you did not like Hardline, or if you didn't like Battlefield 4, if you didn't like Battlefield 1, those three games are so different. Not in terms of, like, they're the same, I guess, core of a Battlefield game. But there's things about them that makes each game different. That I think each one can have their own player base, and Battlefield as a franchise wins regardless. And that's something that I think 2042 can do with the or Battlefield can do with the next game and Battlefield 2042. Have something that's different from the 2042 experience, but 
players can go back to 2042 and have some fun with that too, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, I was kind of hoping that's what Battlefield Hardline was going to be. I thought Hardline was going to be uh, a new franchise on its own because I like the idea of I really like setting a battlefield. Yeah, setting a battlefield battlefield universe. I was like, okay, this isn't a bad first go. Like, okay, with a sequel, they can definitely do it up. Uh, I I kind of enjoyed it. The multiplayer wasn't that good, but I think they had some cool ideas with like. The uh, car chases are like, okay, this this actually isn't too bad. I just wish we weren't driving in circles in this tiny little map. Um, but they had some cool ideas that I wish they had a chance to uh, go on with Hardline 2 or whatever. I like the idea of the whole TV show streaming service kind of thing that they had going on with uh, the episodes. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. It feels like this is a streaming service, uh, a, a, a show I'm watching on, like, hulu or netflix or something like okay the presentation is pretty cool i like it uh so yeah i do i agree with you i do think like they've done enough with these other games to where they feel different uh to where you can be like okay well i like one i like 2042 i like hardline and whatnot uh but i do hope that ea continues to show support for this next battlefield game Alongside 2042, I don't want 2042 to just die off because it has its player base, like you were talking about, like everybody have their own player base. Uh, but I hope that this next game does go back to the roots, at least Battlefield 4. I like 4. Uh, and uh, hopefully they make the destruction more than just window dressing. Then uh, they make it more of a strategic kind of thing. And to talk about Battlefield just a little bit more about having these player bases in multiple games call of duty also has that and i think they especially had it back in the quote-unquote golden days of call of duty you know the og modern warfare 2 and black ops 2 and all that stuff oh yeah you could always go back from oh yeah i'm playing call of duty 4 i want to play world at war or black ops 2 to modern warfare 3 like you could always do that and you would have fun like you would feel like you're playing the same call of duty but it was different enough to where you was getting something different out of it and i think you can say similar things about some recent call of duties like black ops cold war and modern warfare for example but you look at something like vanguard and then with modern warfare 2 and modern warfare 3 they're starting to really falter in my opinion in that kind of way whereas their games aren't as fun to go back and play. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, especially the Modern Warfare and uh, Black Ops uh, crowd. Like those are those are two different uh, groups, but at the same time, yeah, they're Call of Duty fans, and that's the kind of stuff that Battlefield can have. And I was hoping they would have with Hardline. But, oh man, hopefully, 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 this one actually becomes the love letter that Twenty Forty Two is supposed to be. And hopefully, you know, they, they pull it off. But uh, it sounds like they're real early in development. Uh, so it's going to be a nice long while before we hear anything or at least see anything about it. All right, Taylor, let's go ahead and get out of here. What are you playing? What are you working on? And where can we find you? Uh, that's a loaded question, man. As for what I'm playing, <laughs> you're going to be surprised here. I'm playing some GTA Online. What? Not Why? GTA RP, just GTA Online. It's something different, man. It's just, I don't okay. know how to really explain it. It's something different 
It's very toxic still, so be ready for that. <laughs> You're going to want to go into <laughs> friends only or invite only or single player or, you yeah. know what I mean, closed sessions for yep. any kind of thing you do, really. But overall, man, it is pretty fun when you get in there and get to do a heist. And it's something I really hope GTA 6 continues on because the heists are so fun. I just want them to expand upon it and give us more agency in the heists, you know? And give us just yeah. more agency over our player. Like, uh, So, a little funny tidbit, tidbit here. I'm playing the Xbox One version, so <laughs> I had the Series X version, too, and I transferred my character over. It doesn't copy uh-huh. your character over. It transfers your character over. So, when a buddy of mine was like, hey... Redownload GTA six or GTA five and play online here. It's like fine, whatever. I forgot about this, and then it took me to a player creator, and I had to start my whole character over. And it brought me Ooh. to it. That was fine. Like I don't mind starting over. It's I lose a lot of the cars that I had and a lot of businesses I had, but I can build all that back up with heists and stuff. And I have far okay. more richer friends than myself to (laughs) leech off of what I kind of had an issue with is when we were going through the player creator and I was basically like, man, I hope GTA six has a far better player creator. And then it got to stats that will increase over time. And you could do so much more with that, man. Just imagine a GTA six online to where it's like San Andreas your player can get fit depending on if you go to the gym or not. He can get fat depending on if you eat a lot or something like that. Like your player just changes, but depending on what you do. And I, I really hope hmm. GTA six does more like goes towards the San Andreas route more than this tacked on feeling when you're creating a character in GTA online. That just feels more like a vehicle to like, okay, I'm just creating a baseline character and get me the hell in the world. I just want the world to be more immersive in GTA 6, if that makes sense. But still, I, it sounded like a lot of complaining. GTA Online, despite all the toxicity, <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah. And again, especially in the heists. As for what I'm working on, where can people find me? Not working on too much other than these podcasts, and you can find me in our Discord link, for which is in the description of this episode. What about you, Michael? I'm going to ask you that very loaded question. What are you playing? What are you working on? And where can people find you? Well, as for me, because uh, I am good at answering loaded questions, I am actually, like you, I'm actually playing something that is not newish. Uh, it's been around for a hot minute. I'm actually still playing Fortnite and a little bit of Overwatch 2 to make myself angry. You playing some Lego Fortnite? Only when I have friends around. I don't okay. when, when my friends aren't online. I'm not playing. It's, it's, I'm sorry. I love Lego Fortnite, uh, but it is no fun by yourself. It's definitely a game that you play with friends. It's far more interesting that way. Um, but yeah, I've been playing uh, Fortnite, mostly solos, uh, doing all my challenges. And I've been playing a little bit of Overwatch 2, hating it, just absolutely despising my life on Overwatch 2. But I keep trying Can't to play you. it because, yeah, every now and again, there's a nugget of fun in there. I'm like, man, I want that again. And then I go an hour of just pain and anger. But as for where, uh, as for what I'm working on, I'm working on a preview video for a video game called, um, oh crap, 
actually just had it. I lost it. Anyway, uh, Anomaly Collapse is... Actually, I think I've talked about this with you before. It's a, a, grit, a 2D grit-based uh, strategy game where you play between one to four different furry little creatures who are fighting for their lives in a, in a city that's post-apocalyptic with an alien invasion happening. Uh, I'm doing a preview for that, so I will talk about that some other time. Who knows? Maybe we can even talk about it on the show one day. Uh, as for where you can find me, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash foxdaddy. That's F-0-X-D-A-D-D-Y. You can also find me on X, a.k.a. Twitter, at M underscore M-O-S-L-E-Y underscore J-R. Ooh, that was a loaded question. I'm not, I, I agree with you with that one. Okay. <laughs> What, not to go on a complete tangent because we need to get out of here, but yeah, when you mentioned Overwatch too, I was just like, man, you're right. I don't even really want to get into it, but at the same time, <laughs> that's a game and really a franchise that you look at and you're like, how do we get here? A game that was so successful yeah. and so beloved, and now we're where we're at with it to where it's you hear about Overwatch too and generally just had this feeling of ah, yeah that's right that game exists yeah just saying every now and again i open it yeah every now and again i open it and i'm just like all right all right maybe this would be the one where i'm like oh yeah overwatch is good again and then it is absolutely a pain to play through have you heard the updates that they want to do for the next season well when it comes nah. to uh, all the characters no nah, what do they want to do the developers want to give every character Tank and DPS alike, uh, healing passives. Oh man, just it wasn't broke, Blizzard. It wasn't broke. Yeah, with Overwatch One. Why did you try <laughs> to fix it? Yeah, it, I don't know, man. What's funny, Michael? You said this when Overwatch Two was coming out, and honestly, I didn't think it was this big of an issue. But you were right. You were freaking right. Because right now, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't broke. Why did you try to fix it? Because my solution would be like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to play Overwatch 1. Oh, wait. I can't. Because Blizzard (laughs) said, fuck that. We're deleting it from existence. You have to play Overwatch 2 now. So, yeah, not to end this podcast on a bummer. But at the same time, it it's bad whenever we're like, oh yeah, what did you play? Oh, I played GTA Online. Oh yeah, I played Fortnite. And out of those three games, Overwatch 2, Fortnite, and GTA Online, I feel like Overwatch right now is the most toxic and worst game out of the three. Oh man, it is absolutely terrible. Uh, and I, 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 I'm going to join in this little tangent before we get out of here. Um, I've noticed that their whole, oh, we're going to record voice chat and all that. I've noticed since the launch of Overwatch 2, nobody uses mics. I cannot find uh, a, a lobby where somebody is willing to use a mic and talk and communicate. So they pretty much killed off communication in that game on a team base, in a team-based uh, shooter. Well, I don't use game chat in GTA Online, but I imagine that's not an issue. Yeah. probably a yeah, lot I'm of sure. screaming sure cursing that one. yeah a lot of derogatory things being said in these in these games yeah, it's like call of duty so, lobbies yeah, it's like call of duty lobbies but with more players yeah. so i imagine that's not an issue in like gta online 
but yeah, man, not to end us on a bummer here, just to talk about the good again, and then we can get out of here. GTA Online, surprisingly a lot of fun. If you can stay away from the public lobbies as much as you can and play with some friends. And I imagine, Michael, not to put words in your mouth, but similar things about Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, a game. Actually, you know what? No, I've had more fun <laughs> playing Fortnite solo than I have with friends uh, because <laughs> I get scared that's funny. that I'm going to screw the game up for <laughs> Like, I'm going to be the one they need to carry. Like, that's always been a fear of mine. But it's usually the other way around to where I survive long enough to where I do some of the carrying. I'm like, yeah. But I'm always like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I get you, man. But let's go ahead and get out of here. I want to thank Michael for hosting this thing and doing a great job like he always does. I want to thank anyone for listening in. Uh, all this stuff that we usually say at the end of this episode, be sure to check out our Discord link for... Uh, link for which is in the description of this episode. Check out our Patreon. Check out thenerdsash.com. All that stuff. want to thank Michael again for joining me. I want to thank anyone for listening in. We will be back next week with a brand new episode.